0: Section four of the Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter four How to Maintain Fertility. Part one. The soil is a working laboratory in which chemical reactions are constantly going on making the various elements available as plant food in order that a piece of land shall produce a profitable crop as much depends upon the mechanical condition of the soil as upon the various chemical elements that it contains which go to make up the structure of the plants grown upon it soil is made up of disintegrated rock and decayed vegetable matter but if it were rock alone it could not support plant life at least the highly organized plant life upon which we depend for food in order to support plant life it must have humus decayed vegetable and animal matter virgin soil contains enough humus to make possible all the necessary chemical changes to produce sufficient plant food but unless the soil is carefully cultivated attention paid to the replenishing of it the supply of humus is in great danger of becoming exhausted and the soil is then said to be worn out humus is the black or brown material which gives the dark colour to the top ten or twelve inches of soil added to the soil humus increases its water holding capacity thereby ensuring a more constant soil moisture It aids in the decomposition of the mineral matter by harboring bacteria which convert unavailable forms into a condition in which it can be assimilated by plants. It fixes the ammonia which contains nitrogen in the soil so that it is not leached out by rains. And it improves the mechanical condition of the soil by keeping it loose and free permitting aeration the natural supply of humus comes from the decaying leaves and wood of the forest but as soon as the forest are removed and the land cultivated this supply is cut off it can be renewed however by giving the land periodical dressings of stable manure green manure or peat or swamp muck these last two are not always available and when they are it is doubtful if they can be economically applied to land on account of the cost of hauling and spreading stable manure is undoubtedly the best form in which to supply humus because the soil is receiving at the same time nitrogen phosphoric acid and potash the three most important elements in plant foods it is vegetable matter that has been partly digested by animals and is in a condition to be more quickly assimilated by plants than is a green manure green manure is supplied by growing a crop of clover or other leguminous plants or rye and turning it under i have seen comparatively unproductive sandy soils from which nitrogen was leached out by rains as fast as it could be supplied brought into good tilth and produced large crops by its use in the small garden where one cannot afford to lose the time necessary to do this as it is done in large farming operations rye or clover can be sown in the fall as soon as the vegetable crops have been removed or between the rows at the last cultivation of such crops as corn and whatever growth has been turned under at the time of spring ploughing i have seen this done with good results on small areas the clovers and other leguminous crops are the best green manures because of their ability to absorb and fix free atmospheric nitrogen If you were to dig up carefully a clover plant and wash away the soil, you would find many little nodules on the roots. These little bunches contain bacteria, and it is these little bacteria which collect and convert the free atmospheric nitrogen into an available form for plants to use. Long before the value of these little nodules was recognised, it was a known fact that good crops of beans could be produced on land that could not grow a profitable crop of anything else these bacteria made it possible. In the north, the common red clover and rye are the best crops to grow for green manure. The rye is not a legume and cannot fix atmospheric nitrogen, but it makes a heavy growth of foliage, producing when turned under a good amount of humus. From New Jersey south to Georgia, the crimson clover will make a good stand and survive the winter. It can be sown any time from July to September, The earlier date is for the northern portion of this territory. The vetches and cowpeas have also proven to be valuable green manures. With the exception of corn and potatoes, crops do not usually do well on land which has just had a green crop turned under, because of the acidity produced by the fermentation. Let the land lay for about six weeks before planting, and frequently harrow it to compact the soil. There are 14 different chemical elements that are necessary for plant growth namely carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus, sulfur, chlorine, silicon, calcium, iron, potassium, sodium, magnesium and manganese. The first four are derived either directly or indirectly from the air. The remaining 10 are derived from the soil virgin soil contains all these soil derived elements in available forms and in sufficient quantities for plant growth and it has the ability to absorb the air derived elements but our methods of agriculture rob the soil of some of its elements faster than it can convert them into available form for the plants therefore we must supply these elements in order to produce good crops the best way of renewing these necessary elements is by dressings of stable manure The droppings from horses cows and other domestic animals soil enriched by barnyard manure will yield better crops than soil which has been given chemical fertilizers containing an equal amount of plant food whether the manure shall be fresh or well rotted depends upon the conditions the fertilizing constituents of well decayed manure are more quickly available to the plants than are those in fresh manure but on the other hand fresh manure soon rots and the fermentation of decay assists in rendering soluble hitherto insoluble fertilizing constituents of the soil if the chief object of applying the manure is to improve the mechanical condition of the soil the greatest benefit will be had by giving fresh manure to heavy clay loams and well decayed manure to light sandy loams on the other hand if quick action is wanted greater benefit will be received under ordinary conditions from fresh manure on light soil and on heavy clay loam. on heavy soil decomposition takes place slowly so it is some time before the plant food becomes available often there is no immediate effect the first year in light soil unless the season is very dry the fertilizing constituents of fresh manure become available about as fast as the plant is in need of them there is danger of leaching away of the nitrogen before it can be used by the plants if well-decayed manure is applied to sandy loams on clay loams there is no danger of this because of their ability to absorb and retain large quantities of plant food the amount to apply varies with the crop grown but for ordinary garden crops as much as twenty tons per acre or about one two horse load to a twenty five by one hundred foot plot can be used one-half to two-thirds of this amount will give fair results however and larger amounts are often used by truck growers this must be thoroughly mixed with the soil by ploughing under and harrowing before the crop is planted. It is often the case that the soil does not need a complete fertilizer for only one of the three important plant foods nitrogen, phosphoric acid and potash is lacking If such is the case, it can be easily supplied by one of the various chemical fertilisers on the market. Before applying these highly concentrated chemical fertilisers, I would strongly advise your testing the soil to find out just what is needed. To do it, divide the garden into strips, say ten feet wide, and on every other strip apply these special fertilisers, one to a strip, in various quantities, and watch the results one test will probably be sufficient to give the information desired nitrogen is the most expensive of the three essential elements required by plants it can be had in three different forms organic nitrogen as ammonia and in nitrates the most valuable sources of organic nitrogen are dried blood and tankage which are by-products of slaughterhouses dried fish and refuse from fish canneries and oil factories and cottonseed meal. These contain in every one hundred pounds of bulk the following amount approximately of nitrogen dried blood ten to fifteen, tankage seven to nine, dried fish seven to eight, cottonseed meal six to seven. All these substances decay rapidly upon being put in the soil, but not so quickly but that they can be made use of by the plant as soon as they become available. They are particularly valuable on light soils from which nitrogen in the form of ammonia or nitrates are rapidly leached and they have the further advantage of making available during the process of fermentation insoluble forms of phosphoric acid and potash. They also furnish small quantities of phosphoric acid. Cotton seed or cotton seed meal is not used in the north to any extent as a fertilizer but in the south it is a cheap form of nitrogen it can be applied alone or in combination with chemical fertilizers it contains about seven percent of nitrogen and three percent of phosphoric acid and two percent of potash about sixty bushels per acre of the green seed or its equivalent of meal together with about one thousand pounds of a complete fertilizer will be a good dressing for the garden nitrogen in the form of ammonia is derived almost exclusively from sulphate of ammonia the commercial product containing about twenty percent this form of nitrogen is easily converted in the soil to nitrate the form in which it is used by plants but before being converted it will readily combine with the soil becoming fixed so that there is no danger of its leaching this quality makes it very valuable for light sandy loams and for use in wet seasons when nitrate of soda would leach from the soil rapidly. The commonest form of commercial nitrogen is nitrate of soda, which contains about 15.5% of nitrogen. Nitrate of soda dissolves at once upon being put in the soil. It has a strong affinity for water. In this form the nitrogen is at once available to the plants. As it is so soluble, there is danger of its being leached from the soils Especially sandy soils, if more is given than the plants can use in a short time. End of chapter four, part one.